Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody, it is Friday, March seventeenth, twenty twenty three. It is St. Patrick's Day, everybody. And it is indeed a heck of a morning. We are live on the MMA Fighting Twitter spaces. You can hear the show in its entirety shortly thereafter on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. I am Mike Heck. Hope everyone's having a wonderful Friday, a wonderful St. Patrick's Day. If you're going to celebrate the day, please do so responsibly. Don't make any terrible decisions. Don't drink and drive. Be kind to one another, especially those in the service industry, bartenders, servers, security, bouncers, all that stuff. Have fun. Enjoy it. Wear your green. Put a smile on your face. Don't get too shit-faced. And don't be an asshole. Other than that, enjoy it all. St. Patrick's Day is a good time. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed going out to celebrate and listen to Irish music back in the day. Now, not so much. I like to take in a St. Patrick's Day parade from time to time, but my days of like going out and popping my first top at 9 a.m. are long gone, long gone. Because this is the world of MMA and there's so much going on, including UFC 286 going down tomorrow. Early start time, which you gotta love. We have the trilogy fight for the welterweight title, the rematch, the championship rematch, but third fight between the two guys. Leon Edwards defending at home against Kamaru Usman. We have Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev in the co-main event. Those two fights are just incredible. Gunnar Nelson's back against Brian Barberina. Casey O'Neill is back against Jennifer Maya. We have Marvin Vittori looking to do Marvin Vittori things to the surging Roman Delize. A lot to like on the prelims, a lot of up-and-comers, a lot of debuters, a lot of 
UK talent on the card. There's going to be some competitive fights for sure. There is a lot to like on this card. The UFC 286 official weigh-ins are already in the books. Everybody made weight except for Malcolm Gordon. Missed weight by three and a half pounds, but the fight will go on. 30% of his purse goes to Jake Hadley. And we even got a little bit of a surprise today. There have been rumblings. There have been rumors that the backup for the main event would be Colby Covington. No one could really confirm this information. And in a sport that people cover where it is very tough to keep things under wraps, everybody did a damn good job with this one because Colby Covington was in London, weighed in at 170 on the nose, and there you go. It has created uh, quite the stir that Colby was in London and weighed as the backup. What does this mean? Does this mean he's next in line? I don't necessarily think that. However, if Leon Edwards wins this fight, he is certainly in play. There's no doubt about that. So we could talk about that. We could talk about UFC 286. We could talk about MMA. And we can talk about whatever the hell you want. It is a free-for-all Friday. We sit back, relax, and we talk about whatever the hell is on our minds. And that's what we're going to do today. And hopefully we can get our good buddy Toke in the chat to ask a question. Yesterday we did not get him through. Maybe today is the day. But the damn wheel is spinning. So I don't know why it's not working. Toke, try again. Uh, maybe a different connection. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Anthony. Gets the first word. Hello, Anthony. Yo, heck of a morning. Yo, I just want to call in, give a just a shout-out to this weekend. Exactly a year ago, I went to London Town, and uh, I saw the card with Patty and all of them, and it has a different vibe. That vibe was like, Oh, these are our guys. You know, no one was really like a fight away from contendership or anything. But this one, I feel like this is more of a your card style. You know, you're like the uh, what's that guy in Fogo de Chao who serves the steak? That's you for MMA. You know, you only like the steaks. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say if you guys have a chance to go see any fights, not even just in, in England, like. Any country where fighting is in the culture, like Japan, Australia, it's just it's just so much different than USA. And because I, I went to a couple shows over here, and like it just doesn't even compete. So if you guys ever have a chance, go out there. And I just want to leave you guys with this: Leon Edwards, he's gonna smoke Usman. It's not even gonna be close. I love the confidence. It, that could very well happen. This is one of those fights where it just seems like everything is in Leon's favor right now. Like, all the momentum's in his favor. He has the knockout win. He's at home. He's in incredible shape. Is Usman doubting himself? How is Usman going to be able to bounce back from getting viciously knocked out for the first time? Just seems like everything is in his favor. His, his history is in his favor. When it comes to immediate rematches, the guy who wins the belt more, way more often than not retains the belt in the immediate rematch. Everything is in his favor. The only thing that is kind of in Usman's favor is that they have fought twice for almost 40 minutes, and Kamara Usman has won just about every minute of them. So 
I don't know. It's it's a really interesting fight. I just hope I hope it's fun. I just hope it's a fun fight. I'm really interested and I'm really fascinated to see how it all plays out, but I just hope it's fun. I just hope it's a fun fight. But I'm excited to see the results and excited to talk about what we're going to talk about after. And I agree with you and I'm with you. I would, uh, I would recommend that as well. Being able to travel internationally. I would love to cover a new year's Eve card in Japan. That would be pretty damn cool. I'd love to cover a KS, or even not even cover it. Just go to a KSW show, a massive one in Poland. Like those are things that I would love to do that I would love to do in my career. Even, uh, being able to head up to Canada and cover a card alongside my best friend. That'd be a good time as well. But I agree with you on that. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I like stakes. I like stakes. Uh, I like all cards. I try to find the good in all of them, but this one is, this one does feel different. That's for sure. Four quarter sports. Hello. Hey, so I wanted to ask Gaethje's fighting on this card and Usman's fighting on this card. And I was hearing BTL yesterday and I remember, I think you have said it that Gagey said that he's only been in one war, which is the Oliveira, which is crazy to think because, I mean, the man's been in in so many different wars. How many more fights do you think this man has left? I just think that if he loses, I mean, he might have maybe like one or two more fights left. I could see possibly Poirier and I was Jed on, that, on this one. I mean, I, w- I want to see him fight McGregor. I think that's going to be the most chaotic first round. Uh, matchup that we'll ever see. And well, Usman, I mean, do you think that he might go up to middleweight? Um, considering if Adesanya does, doesn't, you know, get that one back, get the W against uh, Pereira in April? I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that. All right. Thanks, Mike. And I see AK's in the chat. Um, hello, AK. And all right. See you guys. How many more fights does Gaethje have? I don't know. I mean, he's got that war punch card, and he feels like he's only had one since. So I have a feeling this one will probably take a notch off the old punch card as well. So I don't know. There's still there's still a lot of fun fights for him. I don't think Fazeev is going to blow the doors off Justin Gaethje if he wins. I think it's going to be a, just a crazy-ass fight. So I think this, this would... Cons- constitute as as a potential war i don't know three or four i mean i I don't know how long he could do this he loves doing it and this is a a guy who can actually breathe out of his nose now which i'm i'm very curious to see what that looks like as far as usman goes like i just don't know if there's any like if anybody's clamoring for him to go up to fight for the middleweight title like i think there's other people that people would rather see get that shot over Usman. Robert Whitaker would be one of them. Even uh, Hamza Shamayev, another one if he decides to go to 185. Like there's, there's many more options in play that I think people would like more than Camaro going up to 185. I just don't think like Camaro. Camaro is is a well known figure, but he's not he's not like a big star. So I I don't know if people are clamoring for that. I mean, it could happen, but I just don't see it happening. And if 
Usman wins the welterweight title. I mean, he can go, he can fight Bilal. I don't think, I mean, that's not a massive fight by any stretch of the imagination, but that's a new fight for him. It's a new challenge for him. And maybe he can fight Hamzad at 170. Like, I honestly think him fighting Hamzad is the biggest fight he can get. And Hamzad was on social media recently and said something to the effect of, can't wait to take the belts from one of these guys. So maybe he's going to stick around at 170. I don't know. But Hamzad is definitely the biggest fight for him. And who knows? Maybe McGregor will sneak in there. I, I don't know. But if I'm Usman, I am going right after the McGregor thing. Going right after that. If he wins, call O'Connor. Connor, if you beat Michael Chandler, we'll see you at the end of the year. Go get that bag. Four out sniper. Hello. What's up, Mike? Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, heck of a morning. Sorry about that. You connected. Uh, when it comes to the main event this weekend, for either guy, whether Kamaro wins or whether Leon wins, if the over-under is set at one and a half for successful title defenses, do you think they will go over or under that one and a half mark? Boy, that's a tough question. Uh, Usman's tough. It really depends on who he fights. If he fights Hamzad, I'm picking Hamzad to beat him. So that would be under. If he fights Bilal, I think he wins that fight. Man, so that's Usman. I'll say under because he's either he is either going to just try to go to one eighty five or he's going to fight Bilal. And even if that happens, he'll have to fight Hamzat. So, and I don't think he beats Hamzat. So, I'll say under for Usman. And I also don't think he has like a ton of time left in competition. Like what he's even said it himself. Like what else do I need to do? The answer is not much. Leon, that'll be one. And then, man, it all depends on who he fights. If Because if Mazadal beats Leon, he's going to fight Mazadal. And I would probably pick Leon in that fight. I don't know if I would pick him against Burns. I'll say under for both, but probably more confident under for Usman than under for... Leon, because this could go a variety of different ways. It's just, it's division. Like, all these divisions are kind of a mess right now. And now you got Colby back in there. I would probably pick Colby to beat Leon. But it'd be, it'd be a good fight. It's tough. If Hamzat is in play for either guy in the near future, Hamzat's beating either of those two guys, in my opinion. Viking, Hello. What's up, buddy? So I want to know how much you earn uh, in in month, and where do you find yourself after ten years from now? I'm interested because you're one of my favorite journalists because you're unbiased. So just uh, answer me. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how much I earn a month, <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you that I do. I do fine. Uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. Uh, I'm able to put food on the table and take care of my family. I'm very happy with where I'm at. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to share that information. Uh, where do I see myself in like 30 years? Hopefully uh, I have made enough of a dent in this sport uh, where I can just watch it as a fan. I'll be a 70 year old man playing golf and trying to convince my 70 year old playing partners that uh, MMA is a cool sport. And it was a fun journey and that uh, my kid is happy and healthy and married and has a house and is living his dreams. And I'm helping him with that. I hope I'm not working by the time I'm 70. I hope I am playing golf like every day and just taking vacations with the wife. Cause I feel like the latter years are the ones that like we're going to spend the most time together. Cause we're both just like so busy with our jobs that we get to like hang out sometimes. Like she just started. I told you guys that I got, I got bit by the CrossFit bug like a few months back and I finally convinced my wife to start taking class with me. So this is the first week she's gotten to, to go. So usually I go in the morning, but now I'm going in the evening so that we can go together. So we're spending, getting to spend a little bit more time together. But once like my kid's older and I'm out of like covering the sport from a full-time capacity, that's when like, we're just gonna, we're gonna live it up. We are going to live it up. And I'm very excited for that. But I do, I, I, I'm very happy with where I'm at right now. Let's see if Mikey can break the jinx here uh, between him and Toke. We just haven't been able to get either of them through over the last week. And this one is not looking good either. I don't know, Mikey. If you want to leave it in the comments, I'll answer your question. If you want to leave it in the comments, I just don't get it. Uh, Dane, hello. Hey, Mike. Heck of a morning. Hey, just wanted to hello, just sir. wanted to look a couple weeks ahead. Uh, where do you think Izzy goes with the loss to Alex? Because I mean, I know if he wins, they're obviously going back to the well for that third fight. And do you think that would be in uh, Abu Dhabi if he won that uh, second fight and they went to the trilogy? Thanks, man. Heck of a morning. And um, yeah, you're my favorite journalist. Just wanted to follow up on what uh, Viking just said as well, man. You do a great job. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, two interesting questions. Man, if Izzy loses, where does he go? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question because he's fought like everybody. And it's it's just going to be weird seeing him fight the Brendan Allens of the world and the Drinkus Duplessis of the world. Like, those would probably be the types of fights he would have to take. But, boy, that's tough. If he wins, yeah, they'll run it back. I don't think they'll do it in Abu Dhabi. Maybe if they go back to Australia, that'd be when they would do it again. They'd maybe run back the trilogy in November or December. I don't know. It's tough. A loss is going to put him in a really weird position. But he's, he wouldn't be like completely out of play as far as title contendership goes. Like he, he wouldn't be in a horrible place. He'd be in a tough spot. But then Pereira is going to have to fight Whitaker or somebody like that. And I would favor Whitaker in that fight. And I don't think beating the same guy twice 
in a division where there are actual contenders, some relevant ones would get Pereira an immediate rematch against Whitaker. So who knows? Maybe he gets right back if he just hopes Pereira loses the belt to somebody else. He can get right back in there. So I don't know. But a win, yeah, they'll definitely run it back. When probably the end of the year, I would be kind of surprised if it's in Abu Dhabi because if Izzy, if that fight happens in Abu Dhabi, it's the main event. It's not Islam. And Islam is going to be set up to headline that card for sure. I would think. Uh, let's try to get Ani in here. I think he might be defeated by the dreaded spinning wheel as well. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. I don't know. Try again, Ani. It's not letting you through. Uh, Tristan, hello. Tristan. Hello, Mike. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back because I was pretty surprised that um, Kobe Covington was the backup fighter for this fight. Um, what, do you expect a, um, a fight announcement for his next fight um, coming soon? Just the fact that he is the backup fighter? Um, and then what is the percentage of who you think he's going to fight now that it looks like Hamza, Hamza Shamayev wants, wants in on this. And I guess Hamza may be talking to Dana, maybe talking to his coaches saying, I'm going to make 170. I'm going to make 170. I'm going to do it. So is it more likely, who do you see most likely Kobe is going to fight next? Do you think he'll fight, it's more likely he'll fight Hamza, or do you feel he'll fight Dustin Poirier at 170, or do you feel that he might possibly fight Bilal Muhammad, because those, those three, because I don't think he's fighting Shavkat. I just, I just, I think that's out of the plans once um, the fact that uh, Hamza had said that he wants to take the belt off one of those two guys. So, most likely, in your opinion and in your thought process, who do you likely would see Kobe will fight if there if the expectation is um, the UFC is going to uh, actually announce who, he's, who Kobe's going to fight? Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. I think I, I don't think there's an announcement in play. I really don't. Uh, I think he was just there to be the backup, but it it tells me that he's ready to, to do something. 
So, I mean, I really think it all depends on who wins tomorrow. If Leon wins, Colby's going to try to get that title shot. And he is in play. And it kind of sucks for Bilal Muhammad because now there's potentially three guys ahead of him if Leon Edwards wins, which is insane to think about on the run that he's on. Because Hamzat is, de- is ahead of him. The burns Mazadal winner will be ahead of him. And Colby will be ahead of him. Because again, this isn't a, we talk about what who deserves what and this and that. Even Bilal understands that if Leon wins, he's probably going to have to take at least one more fight. His best hope is that Usman wins and like calls him out. I mean, that's his best hope. And I think he might, he, he could potentially get that fight. But if Leon wins, Bilal is definitely not getting a title shot anytime soon. So if, Us- if, if Leon wins, Colby's going to try for that fight. And if Gilbert Burns beats Mazadal, they might just go to Colby. They might just go to Colby. If Mazadal wins, they're going to go to Mazadal because of the heat there. It's the anniversary of three-piece in Minnesota today, as a matter of fact. And if Usman wins, maybe they go Usman Bilal and they do Colby versus Hamzad. I would love to see Hamza fight for the welterweight title. But if I'm the UFC and I understand how much of a draw that Hamza would be in a title fight, you cannot in good conscience throw him into a title fight without seeing him make weight first. You can't do it. You can't do it. So I've been saying from day one, if Hamza's going to stay at 170, the fight is Colby. And I think Colby understands that that's the biggest fight he can get. He's not going to fight Bilal Muhammad, even though I would pick Colby to win that fight. I don't think he's going to take that one. I think he would fight Hamzad. I think he would fight him. It's Outside of him fighting Leon for the belt, it's the biggest fight he can get right now. It's the biggest fight he can get right now. You could have, like, if you need a pay-per-view headliner, that could headline. That would be a big fight. And Colby could win that fight. Colby could win that fight. So that's what I want to see. But if Leon wins, Colby's going to go all in on that title fight against Leon. And if Gilbert Burns beats Jorge Mazadal, he might just get it. Colby is good at this prize fighting thing, man. You can love him or hate him. He knows what he's doing. He's not going to fight Shafkai. He's not going to fight Bilal. I, don't, I just don't think he's going to do that. And I think he has a, I think he has a chance against, uh, against Hamzad. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would be confident enough to pick him, but I don't think he's getting the doors blown off of him. And if that fight gets out of the third round, or even the second round, Colby is a very live dog in that fight. Trying to get token, it's just not happening. I, I don't know. Between you and Mikey, it's uh, some sort of jinx going on. I don't know. So, um, I'm sure Dana will be asked about Colby and his status and what him weighing in all means and how that all came together. Because I'm pretty damn, uh, I'm pretty damn interested in that. 
Uh, let's go to Unique Stream. Maybe. Nope, it's not on you in either. What the hell? We're just having really bad luck. Uh, okay, so Toke has gone the, the route of leaving a comment, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, my question is, if you think Fazeev has shown enough since getting outstruck by Bobby Green to be this big of a favorite against Justin Gaethje? Uh, yes. But I, I definitely... I'm leaning Fazeev because I'm I'm leaning on the future prospects more than anything. But to say that Justin Gaethje doesn't have a chance to win this fight is absolutely insane. Gaethje has Gaethje has flaws. There's no doubt about it. And Fazeev, what Fazeev does well plays right into those flaws. Fazeev loves going to the body, kicks, punches, and Gaethje has been sort of susceptible susceptible to to those types of movements and strikes and Fazeev just has really good foot movement and all that um so that could cause Gaethje some problems but Gaethje has ways to win too uh Fazeev is great when it comes to cutting angles and avoiding devastating headshots but he's susceptible to the body as well and to the legs and nobody kicks legs better than Justin Gaethje does and one other thing that Justin Gaethje can do, which he probably will, is he's going to try to get Fazeev to, to, to brawl with him. Turn this into a friggin' dogfight, which is what we're all hoping for. And I'm not saying that Fazeev can't win a dogfight with Justin Gaethje, but that's Justin's best chance to win it. Justin has a range kickboxing match with Raphael Fazeev over 15 minutes. It's going to be tough. It could be a tough night for him. But if he can somehow get Fazeev into a brawl where – sort of technique and all that gets thrown out the window and he's sort of in, in close with him, then could be anybody's fight. But I, I, I'm not really surprised that he's um, that big of a, that Fazeev's this big of a favorite. Fazeev's got a lot of momentum and a lot of buzz right now. And stylistically, this is actually a pretty good matchup for him. But if he can stay disciplined and not allow Gaethje to lure him into a brawl. I think Fazeev could have a pretty good night. But that's a big if, because Fazeev likes to brawl too. Cole, hello. Morning, Mike. What's up? I got to know, Mike. I haven't tuned in in a week, so I'm, I just got to know, are you a big uh, bracket maker when it comes to March Madness season? Oh, man. Uh, I haven't been in, like, the last couple of years. Uh, I used to do it all the time. I've had all different styles where it's like I study everything and watch as many, much, as mu many games as possible, and I still suck. And then there's ones where I'm like, all right, well, I haven't really watched much, so maybe this will be my year. And I still suck. Uh, I just haven't um, – yeah, I just haven't had time to really go into it. I, I do watch. I watched some of those games last night. watched a lot of the highlights of the games yesterday, and holy crap. When I was in high school, I skipped every single first day of the tournament. 
I would come up with some excuse. Uh, and I've had conversations with my parents about this. Uh, you know, write fake doctor's notes and things of that nature. Uh, me and one of my good friends from high school, we would always just bail out of school and uh, we would go to his house while his parents worked and we would just watch basketball all day long. Those are some good days. And then like my junior year, my parents were like, eh, I don't give a shit. And then my senior year, they were like, I really don't give a shit. Just make sure you're not missing any assignments and don't get an F. So, but man, there's, those are the days. I also have a really terrible, uh, and I've talked about this on one of my, sh- <laughs> on one of my shows in the past. Uh, I have an awful tattoo on my left arm. It's supposed to be like a tribal band. I got it when I was 19. And the first day of the NCAA tournament that year when I was 19, uh, we, it was like me and probably like eight of my buddies, we drove from Boston to Panama City, Florida for spring break. And that day of, happened to be St. Patty's Day. And we went to a place, Boston College was playing in the first round of the tournament. So I think we went to, I don't know if it was a Hooters or like a Twin Peaks or something. Uh, but we went there uh, to eat a bunch of food. And I had a pretty solid fake ID at the time. Um, and they had a deal where you could, they had these massive Killian's bottles. I mean, these were like huge. Uh, and they were like six bucks. So I went ballistic and enjoyed myself that day. And then I thought, you know, it'd be a great idea. Let's get a tribal band tattoo on my left arm. And I had too many libations that day that the artist only completed half of it. He refused to do any more because I was too, uh, too inebriated as a 19 year old that day. So yeah, not my proudest moment. I still have to look at that thing every day. My wife hates it. Um, and I'm hoping that like someday I could fill it in and do something with it. But it just reminds me that, hey, sometimes you make bad choices. And that was a terrible one. Uh, but those are the, the glory days of watching the NCAA tournament. I probably got into it for like another 15 years or so. Did always, always did brackets. But last couple, I just it just creeps up on you. And I just forget about it. And then the first day the tournament starts, I'm like, oh, shit, didn't fill out a bracket. Oh, well. But there's, it's just so fun. Those tournaments are incredible. Oh, Mikey, it's just not working, buddy. Uh, chuck your question in the chat. I'll read it that way. Because uh, for some reason, it just ain't working. Uh, Della Higgins, hello. Della Higgins, are you there? Can you there hear we go. Yep, I got you. Yep, right. how are you? Hey, man. Um, my only question for you was, I, I don't think the UFC's been to Atlanta since the Gaslam Izzy fight. Do you know why they haven't been back and if there's any plans for them to come back to Atlanta? Um. Well, I know Atlanta was, I forget which event it was. They were targeting Atlanta for one of the cards last year, and it just didn't happen. Or maybe it was this – was it my – I don't know. Atlanta was in play for for one of these cards, and it just didn't come to fruition. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Me, I, I think they'll probably try at some point this year, but if not next year. But you get PFL. You get the PFL. There you go. You got them last year. You get them again this year. But as far as I haven't heard anything about them going to Atlanta. I get asked about Boston all the time. Haven't heard anything about Boston yet. So, I mean, there's a lot of other places the UFC wants to go. I mean, they they definitely, it seems like they want to go back to Canada. Looks like that June 10th card might be heading to the Great White North. But I've, I've heard nothing about Atlanta. Outside of like some rumblings for one of these pay-per-view cards. All right, Shiloh. Ani asked if we could try again. We are trying again, and it's not working. So, sorry, buddy. I don't know what it is. Edward, hello. Hello, Mike. I hope you're doing okay. Um, I just have a question. Did you see that Kobe Covington was uh, the backup fighter? And uh, what makes you think they chose him over Bilal? And does that automatically mean that he gets the shot next? Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, we talked about that a bunch. Do I think that automatically gives him the shot next? No. I think if Usman wins, he's probably not getting it. Uh, if Leon wins, I... I wouldn't say he's – I wouldn't feel completely confident he gets it, but I would say he's in play. I would say he's in play. And I think he's the backup because I don't know. I don't know why he's the backup. It was a good little surprise, extra, a little bit of extra buzz on the card. I mean, people are excited for it, but this – I mean, compare the going into buzz – for this card to 285, like it's not even on the same planet. The buzz for 285, like everybody was fired up for that. People are like interested in this card, but like this is the second pay per view in two in like a two week span. We went pay per view, fight night, pay per view. That's very it doesn't happen all that often. And then 287 is coming up in three three weeks after, and that card is friggin' stacked with a lot of star power. So I think getting Colby in there was a nice little, uh, nice little surprise. Got people talking. But if Leon wins, I think Colby's in play. He will absolutely do everything in his power to try to get that fight. And if Gilbert Burns beats Mazadal, I think Colby's got a really good chance of getting the fight. I don't think they'll go to Gilbert. I think they'll go to Colby. But if Mazadal wins, all bets are off. And if Usman wins, I don't think they'll go for a trilogy fight, even though the, the, the two were competitive. And I would love to see those two guys fight again. Their second fight was not all that long ago. So didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. Hopefully Colby does like a media scrum tomorrow. I would love to hear from him and just hear what's on his mind and what he's thinking. If a lot of the persona is still there. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to get Jim in. And it's not working. 
Damn you, Twitter spaces. Uh, let's try to get crypto in here. See if that works. It's not looking great here. What the hell? If we can't get you in, just uh, throw your question in the chat, and I'll and I'll read it. I'll try on you one more time. I know he left his question in the chat, but if we don't get through, I'll read his question next. Yeah, it's not working. Shit. Um, let me just check and make sure it's not on my end. It's definitely not on my end. Let's see what we got. Uh, Je uh, let's go to Ani first. Uh, do you think Leon is thinking only about his headshot dead moment? How would this affect him in this fight as he was losing convincingly up until he didn't? Um... I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. I mean, that's it's a huge moment in the history of the sport. Uh, it's the reason he won the fight, and it's the big talking point. It's the biggest question about Kamar Usman is whether or not he can bounce back from that. So I don't think he's thinking just about that. I mean, just look at the guy. Look at look, this guy. He's in the best shape of his life. He's taking this very seriously. Because a loss is a loss is devastating for Leon Edwards. Let's not get it twisted. A loss is bad for Kamara Usman, but it's not horrible because Usman's legacy is pretty much set. And I don't think it changes all that much if he beats Leon Edwards. He's been heavily he was pretty heavily favored to do it at two seventy eight and in this fight. Win or lose, Kamara Usman is going down as the second best welterweight of all time. It would have taken him like five more, five, six more title defenses for him to beat GSP, in my opinion. And I didn't think he was going to get there. I thought all that chatter was incredibly wrong. But being the second best welterweight of all time is pretty damn good. It's a pretty damn good place to be. So even if he loses this fight, he's still the second best welterweight of all time. So doesn't it doesn't affect his legacy all that much. Will it probably take him out of title contention forever? At 170, more than likely, because there's not much else to prove. But if Leon loses this fight, I don't know where the hell he goes. He probably gets fed to Shafkot. I just, or you could do the Mazadal fight then too. But I mean, just think of how long it took him to get a title fight to begin with. It's gonna be an incredibly long road to get him back to one if he loses this fight. So I think Leon's taking this very, very seriously. He's got a lot of confidence. And like I said, I think everything favors Leon right now. Outside of the actual fight. Like, the betting odds have Usman for a reason. They fought for almost 40 minutes. Usman won 95% of those minutes. So, but I think Leon's taking this fight very seriously. Gets a title defense in London. I mean, that's massive. And if they want to do a big stadium, he has to win this fight. Uh, Jim, Mike, I was surprised Colby's the backup fighter. I'm guessing the media didn't have an idea either, or else we would have heard it. I'm wondering if two fighters would be informed since it impacts prep a bit and how much advance notice Colby would get for this role. I'm sure Colby had some sort of advance for this. Um, remember there was all that talk about whether or not Usman could even fight 
if the hand injury or whatever, and then all that was kind of cleared up. So I wonder if Colby was just kind of the plan all along. But again, we I don't really know. I had no idea. I had no idea Colby was going to be there. There, were, I heard rumblings that he might be there, but I couldn't confirm that with like anybody real. But yeah, even with like the rumblings, I was still shocked to wake up this morning and find out that he weighed in. But I'm sure both fighters knew. I'm sure Leon was well aware of it. And I'm sure Usman wouldn't have given a shit if he had to fight Colby again because he's already beaten him twice. Let's go to my best friend. Hi, AK. I made it through. You made it through, yes. I, I heard your plight. Uh, I heard your plight of the, the, having some technical difficulties this morning. So I just wanted to see if our, our best friend power could could break through. It always does. So I could have no internet and it still would have worked. That, that's, what's, that's, that's just kind of scary. But yes, you're it's correct. Uh, I, I, I hope I've taken the lid off. I hope maybe maybe we've kicked down the door. Maybe we, we've reopened the gates and, and the, the rest of the listeners can get in. I'm, I'm glad people are writing in questions and comments, but uh, hopefully people after me can get in. I know you've had some people getting in, so it's any idea? No, no ideas yet. What's, uh, what's up, right? No ideas. It's, uh, it's a Twitter spaces thing. That's for sure. This thing uh, needs an upgrade, apparently. Wacky. Wacky. All right. Uh, I will come with a question, though. Again, I did, I did just want to make sure to check to see if I could get in. But I will come with a question because uh, we're going to have to discuss this as a group uh, over the weekend and next week anyway. Uh, in the event that Kamar Usman wins, uh, wins the trilogy, I guess you could say, if you want to extend it that far back and gets the bell back. How are we feeling about him? like pound for pound we've had some pretty heated and confused pound for pound discussions over the last year just because of all the wacky upsets we've had uh i, I it's weird because i think kamaru i want to say he was number one or he number one or number two he wasn't number one anymore i think volkanovsky i think we had already put volkanovsky ahead of him uh in the consensus rankings when uh when leon came with the upset i could be wrong it might have been the leon upset that knocked kamaru out of there i'm pretty sure volk was already number one uh, right now, he fell pretty low. Kamar, I think Kamar actually has fallen out of our top five. I'll double check. But, like, what do we do? I mean, theoretically, he should, like, get a top three spot back, right? If he kind of writes this wrong. Again, I haven't made up my mind yet. I haven't really looked that far ahead. I'm not sure. what. Uh, have you thought about it at all? What's what's uh, Kamara's pound-for-pound status going to be on your on your ballot um, if he uh, if he does get the win back in, in, like a, in a relatively convincing way? Thank you, my best friend. Uh, Usman will be number five on my pound for pound if he wins this one. Uh, I have him at nine right now. I have Makachev, Volkanovski, Nganu, Jones, Pereira, Edwards, Adesanya, Sterling, Usman, Oliveira. That's my top ten. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Usman would go above Pereira probably, but he won't go above Jones. Certainly won't go above Nganu. And he's not going to go above Volkanovski or Makachev. So I think he'd probably be number five. Number five or number six. But yeah, number five is pretty uh, pretty confident that's where I would put him. And if Leon wins this fight, he will be number five as well. Because I have Edwards at six. Edwards would jump Pereira if he wins this fight. So that's where I'll have him. I can't in good conscience after him getting knocked out like that put him above Jones, Nganu, Volk, or Makachev. I can't. I can't do it. But yes, top five, sure. That's where I will have him. He's still top ten. It's not bad. Let's try to get crypto in. If not, we're going to have to go the uh, 
the comment route. Yeah, it's just not working. I don't know why. I have no explanation for for any of you. Because most people are getting through and it's like three or four can't. Uh, yeah, so if you got questions, we could try to get, get through. If not, we gotta leave them in the leave them in the old chat. And we'll go from there. Crystal DM me and said that I was cutting out. It's because my wife tried to call me. So I had to like do the old hangout thing. She never remembers when I do shows. So that's probably why I cut out. Because when the phone rings, it just cuts you out altogether. So let's pull up. We'll go for a couple more minutes. We are going to do a preview show at 2 p.m. Eastern. It'll be myself, Jed Mishu, and the great Shaheen Al-Shadi. So join us for that. We'll talk more about UFC 286. This card's pretty good. I would say it's a B card. It's a B. Main card's real good. Edward Zeusman's obviously interesting. Gaethje Fazeev is incredible. Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarina... There is a piece of me that just believes that Gunner's just going to tackle him and submit him real fast. But Brian's a dog, and I feel like I feel like Brian could surprise some people in this fight. I am intrigued about the return of Casey O'Neill against Jennifer Maya. Vittori Delize is interesting. Jack Shore going to 145 or going back to 145. He has fought at 45 before. I think it's like first seven pro fights. We're at 45 before going to 135. Fights Makwa to Mirakani. I think it's pretty clear where the what the path to victory is for Jack Shore. Just make it four minutes. Make it four minutes and you're and you win. Just don't get caught in four minutes and you'll win the fight. Chris Duncan, Omar Morales is an interesting fight. Sam Patterson, a lot of people are very high on him. Taking on a really good undefeated fighter in Yana Oshmas. Mohamed Mahayev taking on Jafel Filo. That's a really good fight. Jafel is good. He's a good fighter. And I just need to see Maha- I need to see Mohamed Mahayev do something Mahayefi to live up to sort of the expectations people have for him. A 30-26 is just not going to do it here. I think he's like a minus 800 favorite. Something insane like that which I think actually might be a little too wide. Because I think Feel is, is pretty damn good. Minus 800. He needs to perform like a minus 800. He needs to go out there and, and, and finish somebody. Lerone Murphy, Gabriel Santos. Spoiler alert, that's, that's my low-key banger. That's my low-key banger. That's a tough-ass fight to come back to. Short notice, Gabriel Santos is, is really good. That is a really interesting fight that's not getting enough attention. Don't sleep on Gabriel Santos. That dude can go. Excited to see Christian Leroy Duncan inside the octagon. I think it's a pretty good favorable match of him. Dusko Todorovic, Jake Hadley, Malcolm Gordon should be a lot of fun. Let's see if Joanne Wood can get back on track against Luana Carolina. I mean, Jesus Christ. She's had a tough run. But what a lot of people sort of forget is that her 
strength of schedule has just been ridiculous. Since 2016, she fought Jessica Andrade. She fought Cynthia Calvillo, which that was in July of 2017. That loss means a lot. It's a lot different now than it was in 2017 because Calvillo was a very highly touted prospect at the time. Kalinda Faria, Ariane Lipsky, and then Caitlin Chukagian, Andrea Lee, Jennifer Maya, Jessica I, Lauren Murphy, Tyler Santos, Alexa Grasso. Her last six losses in the UFC, Andrade, former champion, Calvillo, Chukagian, title challenger, Jennifer Maya, title challenger, Lauren Murphy, title challenger, Tyler Santos, title challenger, Alexa Grasso, current champion. If she loses to Alana Carolina, there's just no coming back from that. I mean, that would be a devastating loss. That would be the, that would be the worst loss of her career by a marathon. Jai Herbert, Ludova Klein will be fun because those two are just going to try to knock each other's heads off. And then Veronica Hardy back inside the octagon. First time in around three years taking on Juliana Killamilla, which should be a fun over. Juliana Miller is just so fun to watch. She's not here for uh, – she ain't getting paid by the hour. She wants to go in there and just run people over. And you got to respect that. Toke's trying to get in. I don't think it's happening. Golly. Yeah, not working. Sorry, buddy. The good news is we're going to try we'll, we'll try again on Tuesday. So, all right. You guys are the best. We are done. Uh, more UFC 286 chatter. 2 p.m. Eastern. Live preview show. Myself, Shaheen Alshadi, Jed Mishu. Should be a lot of fun. And then we'll have all sorts of on-site coverage for today, Q&A, possibly a scrum with Dana White, ceremonial weigh-ins, find it all on MMAfighting.com, on our YouTube channel. And then uh, my happy ass is awake 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, off to the airport, off to New York, UFC 286 watch party. Very excited about that. People's pre-fight show, 12.15 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow uh, to get you ready for UFC 286. First punches will be thrown at 1 p.m. Eastern. At least that's when the broadcast will start. And we'll go until that happens. Uh, and then we'll have, obviously, the press conference. We'll have a live post-fight show after the fact. Uh, watch parties going to start at 4.45 p.m. Eastern. And we have some special guests along the way. Uh, Shaheen will join us for the co-main event. New York Rick will join us for the main event. And I am working on something spicy for the watch party. And it looks like it's going to happen. I am not going to announce this news just yet. Um, I am not going to promote this, this just yet because I've learned, I've learned lessons over the years that you can't overpromise. But if I had to make a hypothetical wager on whether or not this massive name will be joining the watch party, uh, I would uh, I would bet hypothetical money that it's going to happen. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it is in the works. It has already been agreed upon. Uh, now it's just a matter of this person showing up. 
And I think, I think this person's going to. I think this person's going to. And it's going to blow your freaking minds. And I'm excited for that. So stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to try to get one more person in here, but it just ain't working. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. My internet is putting up astronomical numbers right now. Uh, so it's a Twitter spaces thing. So hopefully by the time we're back on Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, we do this again. Hopefully everybody can get through. We don't have any issues. So we'll see you at 2 p.m. for the preview show. Have a great rest of the day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Be kind to everybody. Don't be an asshole to the servers, those serving, bartending. Don't be a jerk and don't drink and drive. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you for the preview show. Let's go. Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombe makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.